On today's Locked On Giants podcast, quarterback or bust for the New York Giants at number six, I make the case for and against. Plus, I have a very, very early three-round mock draft for you. That's all coming your way next on the Locked On Giants podcast. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL. That's in all lowercase letters to get a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, New York Giant fans. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On podcast family, your team every day. I'm your host, Patricia Traina, P Train credentialed member of the New York Giants media for Locked On and, of course, for Giants Country. Or on the Fan Nation Network. And of course, a special greeting and shout out to my everydayers. You guys know who you are. To my Blue Crew community members, you guys know who you are. Any newcomers who are watching us for the first time and everybody in between, you are all appreciated and loved by yours truly. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And on today's Locked On Giants podcast, should the Giants just go into the draft with the mentality quarterback or bust? I'm going to take a look at both sides of that argument and also some options that they have and how I think it might play out for them This based on where things currently stand. Then a little later on in the program, you guys have been asking me about the draft now for weeks, I guess going back to when the Giants season officially went up in smoke. Um, and I'm going to give it to you guys. You asked for a mock draft. I'm going to give you a very, very early three-round mock draft that I did on Pro Football Focus's draft simulator, um, for which I got a decent enough grade. But I'll tell you about that a little later on in the program when we get to that. So that is our agenda. Let's get right into it. And we're going to start off with quarterback or bust for the Giants at number six. Now, we know that General Manager Joe Shane has said they have got to address the quarterback position. All right. They're going to potentially lose Tyrod Taylor in free agency. Daniel Jones is under contract, but they don't know for sure if he's going to be ready to go. I still say that depending on what they do in free agency, which starts obviously um, mid-March, I think it's March 13th, that's going to give us a big clue as to how far along Daniel Jones is in his rehab from a torn ACL. So that leaves the question, do they run it back with Daniel Jones once he's healthy, or do they look to get out of that contract after this year, use the escape hatch, and then plug in a young player at that they might get in the draft? Well, here's the thing, guys. I ran multiple mock draft simulators, and obviously, you know, those are just for fun and whatnot, but also in doing research, I'm not so sure if the Giants stay at six, they're going to get a quarterback. All right. And when I say that, I'm talking about the top three, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jane Daniels. Just about every mock draft simulator I ran had those quarterbacks off the board. So if you're not getting any one of those three at six, if you're the Giants, you're staying put and those are your top three guys, then obviously 
you don't take a quarterback at six. You don't reach for one because there will be quarterbacks later on in the class, like in the second round. So what do you do then? Do you trade up and say, you know what? The heck with it. This is it. I'm going to just, you know, if you're Joe Shane, you say, this is it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to put all my chips on to the middle of the table and, you know, make a trade, a blockbuster trade to get the guy that I want. Well, that's a tricky one. Shane has shown that he's not afraid to trade. He'll trade up. He'll trade down accordingly. But to trade up past Washington and New England, two teams that need quarterbacks, that's a tough one, guys. And by the way, we don't even know if the Bears are going to want to trade out at the number one spot. They may. They may not. They might decide that they want a quarterback and that they're going to move on from Justin Fields. So for the Giants to trade up to number one, to get ahead of Washington and New England, who need a quarterback, because look, I don't think Washington and New England would trade with the Giants if they thought for a moment that the Giants were you know, looking to get a quarterback. And quite honestly, that would be really the only reason to trade up unless, you know, the Giants are looking to get like a Marvin Harrison Jr., which, you know, I guess they could sell if they wanted to really try and get ahead of one of the teams. But then again, like I said, Washington and um, and New England both could use a quarterback. So I just don't see them moving. All right. So if the Giants were to look to trade up with the Chicago Bears, you're talking a package that's probably richer than the one that they had to give up and put together back in 2004 to move up to get Eli Manning in the trade with the then San Diego Chargers. The Chargers, of course, had picked Manning. The Giants traded for him, and they gave up a King's ransom. So remember, the Giants back then, if I'm not mistaken, they were drafting fourth overall. They're two spots slower this year, so you're talking a lot more. Now, could you say, all right, well, maybe the Giants throw in a player. You know, do they maybe throw in, say, for example, Saquon Barkley, assuming that, you know, he's willing to do a tag and trade. It's a possibility that would certainly cut down on the uh, the need, I think, to throw in extra draft assets. But, you know, bottom line is, is how much the Giants get done in free agency with regards to filling their holes. And we know the holes to be right now quarterback. Obviously, they're probably going to need some more running back depth. Offensive line is a big one. Edge rusher is a big one. Another cornerback is probably, you know, right up there. Defensive line depth, although I think defensive line, they'll probably look in the draft for that. So the, you know, tight end might be another option, you know, that the Giants want to add to. There's a lot of needs. The Giants can use help from side, you know, back to back, you know, the the offensive backfield to the defensive backfield. So, Free agency is going to give us, I think, a little bit more clarity as to what the Giants might be looking to do. You know, there's always going to be surprises. There always is every year. But it's certainly going to tell us, you know, like if the Giants go out, for example, and they land a stud wide receiver in free agency, think like a T. Higgins, then you could probably scratch that off the list of, you know, day one, day two priorities that the team's going to need in the draft. So the bottom line is, A quarterback at number six would be great if one falls to them. But what about a different position? Could they maybe look at, oh, I don't know, receiver? Could they maybe look at offensive line? Well, we'll take a look at those scenarios right after this. 
Hey, Giant fans, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay's guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trina P-Train. And, you know, in the last segment, we talked about quarterback or bust at number six. And, you know, it's interesting. I have always been of the opinion that if you are going to bring on a young quarterback, you better have everything as close as possible to being ready for him, right? Offensive line, obviously, um, having a decent receiver core, thats that would help. Having a decent running game. So you look at the state of the Giants right now, and you could probably say, okay, you know, they've got a solid core that's just really missing a number one receiver. That should put that group over the top. The running game, you know, Depending on what happens with Saquon, you know, I still question whether Saquon will be a giant for life. I hope he is. I don't know that that will happen. I don't have as good a feeling about it this year as I did last year. All right. The offensive line. That's the big question mark. All right. So if you bring in a young quarterback and you don't address that offensive line and make that thing, that unit more solid then what's the point? You know, basically, I hate to say it, but you're almost having Daniel Jones, you know, part two, you know, the Giants brought Daniel Jones in sixth overall pick in 2019. The offensive line wasn't very good. The the talent around him, say for Saquon Barkley, was meh, you know? So you So look at what happened. And then as a result, you know, you had coaching changes, you had system changes. Do you really want to go down that path again? with a with a young quarterback or do you want to make sure that the roster is a little bit more stable in terms of you know the offensive line the receiving core and so forth i think it makes sense to make it more stable so that being said if the top 3 quarterbacks are off the board and i say this you know the top 3 williams may and daniels if they're there i think it's a no brainer if you're talking best available you know, at least as far as my board's concerned, you go with one of those three. So if they're off the board, if there's no Marvin Harrison Jr. on the board, what do you do? You might want to look at offensive line. All right. Now, people are going to sit there and say, but Pat, they have poured so many resources into the offensive line. Why would you go and do it again? Folks, that argument needs to be retired. Okay. Yes, they have poured a lot of resources of late into the offensive line. Schmitz last year, um, Evan Neal the year prior, Joshua Zudu. But you know what? 
can we sit here and say that those resources have produced? I mean, if we're sitting here and we're saying that the offensive line the last few years has been terrible, what does that tell you? Now, to me, I still say a lot of that is on coaching because, you know, look, you're pouring all these resources in and people are saying, you know, oh, keep pouring them in, pouring it in. That'll fix the offensive line. Yes, talent is important, but so is coaching. So hopefully they fix the coaching aspect of it. Now, that being said, the offensive line, as we know, still has question marks. We don't know who the guards are going to be. That's number one. We don't know what's going to happen with Evan Neal, right? The Giants have been saying, or Joe, Ma- Joe Shane has been saying, um, that Evan Neal is still a tackle, that they still believe in him as a tackle. Evan Neal is coming off of an ankle injury for which he had surgery. He has not looked comfortable in the two years he's been here. So does it make sense to move Evan Neal from right tackle, maybe consider moving him over to the left side next to Andrew Thomas, plug in Evan Neal at guard? It's worth, you know, considering. You know, we talked about that. My everydayers will know this. We talked about this yesterday with Damian Parson of the Draft Network and also of Locked On NFL Draft. And Damian felt that, you know, look, you put Evan Neal back on the left side where he was apparently more comfortable and that muscle memory will kick in and maybe he performs a little bit better. But you're not going to move Andrew Thomas out of the lineup, obviously. So wouldn't let him guard make the most sense for, for uh, Evan Neal. That of course is all contingent on whether or not Evan Neal is healthy. All right. So that being said, if you're the giants and again, you don't get a quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks at number six, the two good receivers are off the board. Does offensive line make more sense than edge rusher? I'd say it does. You know, I think offensive line, you know, Again, you look at the depth, and I put a piece up on Giants Country in which I ran down the depth that the Giants have at offensive on the offensive line. And right now, folks, they have one solid offensive tackle, that being Andrew Thomas. Evan Neal, he's going to be on the roster regardless. But who do they have behind those guys? Nobody. And as I have said before with Evan Neal, I would not necessarily, when he is healthy, say, okay, Evan, you're the starter. Give him some competition. I mean, if look, Brian Dable has said in the past that they don't care where you were drafted, what contract you signed, or how you got to the team. Everybody, the minute they walk in the door, everybody is equal. Everybody has to put the same amount of work in. Everybody has to compete for their practice reps and for their game reps. So to automatically say to Evan Neal, you're going to be our starter once you're healthy. And this, by the way, also applies to Daniel Jones, but that's another topic, obviously. To tell Evan Neal, you're automatically our starter? Mm-mm. Got to compete. Because thus far, he's been too inconsistent. Now, it's possible that once he is cleared medically, he starts to show that he is good enough to play that position. The jury's still out as far as I'm concerned, and I think as far as a lot of you are concerned. But the Giants need to really think about fortifying that offensive line, regardless of who the quarterback is. And again, the 
addition of Carmen Brasillo, the new offensive line coach, hopefully will help. Hopefully, I say, because, you know, again, we've we've seen what they what uh, Brasillo has done with the Raiders offensive line and getting them up to snuff. Let's see if he can do the same thing with the Giants. But there's a lot of ifs right now and not a lot of definite statements that we can make. So right now, a lot of these hopes and expectations are just that. They're kind of built on a bubble, so to speak. And we got to hope that the bubble doesn't burst. And now all of a sudden we find out that, oh my gosh, Priscilla maybe wasn't the right guy. Or, oh my gosh, you know, the Giants passed on an offensive tackle and Evan Neal comes back and has another bad year. You know, because there's just too many things that can go either way. And the Giants, they really need to figure this stuff out. So when it comes to the draft, if they don't get the quarterback in the first round, go offensive, you know, offensive tackle. If they don't get, um, you know, a receiver, a number one receiver in the first round, maybe look to get one in the second round where, you know, this receiver class is, is deep. And what about quarterback? If you don't get a quarterback in the first round, maybe you can find one in the second round. It's a deep enough class. You know, it's not ideal. But then again, just because you're taking a, a pick in the top six doesn't guarantee anything. I've said this time and time again. Yes, you have a better chance of hitting a home run the higher the pick, but you have just as much of a chance of that pick being no good. And those of you who want to see Daniel Jones out of here, he was a number six pick. Has he developed into the type of quarterback that everybody thought was worthy of, of being the sixth overall pick? Jury's still out there, right, folks? So, you know, you can find talent, you know, Pro Bowl talent in later, you know, the day two of the draft and onward. It's it's rare, but it does happen. And if the Giants do their homework and they vet everybody properly, when they, you know, go to these all-star games and the combine and the pro day workouts, you got to feel conf- confident that, you know, they'll get it. I mean, look, do we have any choice? They, if they don't get it, we're all in trouble. We're all in for another long, long season ahead. But I think they'll get it. I think they'll get it right. So, all right, folks, coming up next, you've been asking for it and I have it for you. I have a three round, very, very early mock draft that uh, I ran on Pro Football Focus's mock draft simulator. Who did I pick? Why? And how did I grade out? Stick around and I will tell you after this. Hey, Giant fans, the NFL playoffs are winding down, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today and score big this NFL postseason. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Traina, P-Train. And coming up on the Locked on Giants podcast, we, of course, will have a show tomorrow. Then, of course, the weekend, the championship weekend coming up. And then next week, Solomon Wilcox will join me and we'll talk Giants, we'll talk draft, 
We'll talk about all that good stuff. So that's coming next week. So I hope you will keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Appreciate all of you for tuning in. All right. You guys asked me, Pat, when are you going to do a mock draft? we got to see your mock draft. When are you going to do a mock draft? Folks, I didn't do a full seven-round mock draft, but I did do a three-round mock draft. A very, very early mock draft. Now, just a little bit of background about how I do my mock drafts. Obviously, I use one of the popular simulators, and I try to mix it up a little bit. So this time around, I use Pro Football Focuses. Next time, I might use the Draft Networks. The next time, I might use Real Tech. I mix it up because everybody has the boards set up different ways. And when I make the picks, I try to marry need and value. So just because, you know, a player's name pops up as the best available I might say, okay, you know what? He might be the best available according to that board, but according to need and value, maybe he's not the pick to go with. So that being said, I did run the three-round mock draft for the Giants. Four picks overall. Didn't do any trades in this one. Coming up, you know, in a future mock draft, I will do some trades, but this one I kept it simple. My overall grade for the mock draft from pro football focus was an A. So take that for what it's worth. I'll tell you who I picked, why, and what grade pro football focus gave me. All right, let's kick it off. Round one, I went with Notre Dame offensive tackle Joe Alt. The quarterbacks were off the board. The wide receiver was off the board. What did I say about getting the offensive line ready for a potential young quarterback? Fix the offensive line. Now, Joe Alt, I, th- I think, you know, would be a great pick at that spot. He, of course, is a tackle. And that would ne- necessarily mean, you know, okay, if he comes in, what do you do with Evan Neal? Like I was saying before, move Evan Neal to left guard. Put him back on the left side where he's more comfortable and put him next to Andrew Thomas. And I think the two of them together on that left side can really be a powerhouse duel. So you have them on the left side. You put Joe Alt, you know, at, at right tackle, and then you figure out what you're going to do at right guard, whether that be a veteran or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's Marcus McCaffin, Maybe it's it's Joshua Zudo gets moved over there. Maybe, you know, like I said, they go with a free agent, whatever the case may be. And that offensive line, in my opinion, just got a lot better. So that's would be my number one pick, Joe Alt, Notre Dame, for which Pro Football Focus said, you get an A. All right, now in round two, the first of my picks is wide receiver Adonai Mitchell, Texas. Giants need receiving firepower. Now, is Mitchell necessarily a number one? I don't know that right now. You know, could he develop into one? Sure he could. Could Jalen Hyatt develop into a number one? It's possible. But the Giants definitely need some more firepower. At receiver, you know, Paris Campbell won't be back. Sterling Shepard's not going to be back. The Giants have a solid core, you know, with with um, Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, and with Wandale Robinson, right? Isaiah Hodgins is, a, I believe, an RFA. I think he'll be back. He might not be. I mean, that kind of iffy on that one. But um, add another, you know, deep threat type of guy. And I think, you know, Adonai Mitchell of Texas might be a good fit in that spot. 
Now, with the second of the two second-round picks, I went quarterback, got an A-plus grade for this one, folks, and I picked Michael Penix Jr. out of uh, Washington. Now, here's follow me on this logic here. Penix, as we all know, is a lefty. So that means his blind side now becomes the right tackle. So you're not going to move Andrew Thomas from left tackle to right tackle. If you go back to my pick of Joe Alt, now you've got reinforcements on both sides of the line, you know, both, both tackle spots. So, you know, people will say, well, you know, look, they just paid Andrew Thomas all this money, you know, because he's a premier left tackle. He's still got to block people. He still has to, you know, shut down people. I don't see that changing. And and nowadays, you know, with how defenses flip-flop, you know, they're, at, they're edge rushers to left to right to get the best matchups. It's not like Andrew Thomas is going to stop seeing the best, you know, that a team has. Maybe a rookie would, you know, might see him more often, but Andrew Thomas is still going to get his share of challenges and he still plays a very important position. So, you know, the more I thought about it, you know, Penix as, you know, a lefty, you wonder what kind of advantage he might get the team, you know, in terms of what direction of the field he throws to the best. You wonder about, you know, the, the playmaking ability. I'll admit, I at first when I was, you know, contemplating him and, you know, when I started going through the quarterbacks, I was like, eh, I got to stay away from Penix. He's a lefty. Why upset the apple cart? But I do believe if you fortify the right tackle spot, and again, given how defenses flip-flop their edge rushers, you know, why not? Why hold it against Michael Penix if he's a, a lefty, you know? Best available that spot. And it came down to him or Spencer Rattler. And I just, I don't know, I didn't feel comfortable taking Spencer Rattler that early. I think Spencer Rattler um, maybe would a little later in the draft, like if, if the Giants were picking lower in the second round, early third round, I'd say maybe there, but I just couldn't go that route. All right. So like I said, I got an A plus for that pick, by the way, for value. All right. And then in round three, this one, I know I'm going to get a lot of question marks. And actually this was my lowest grade by pro football focus. I got a B plus on this one, but I picked Sion Vakai, the running back safety from Utah. Um, Sion is a guy who I think he's primarily a defensive player, also a special teamer. He's kind of a guy who does a lot of things and, and has done a lot of things for Utah. So when I see a guy like that at that round, it was just, I don't know, to me, it was like, yeah, why not? You're getting a guy who do multiple roles. The value is just jumping off the charts at me. So I went with him and also, you know, look, the Giants are probably going to lose Xavier McKinney in free agency. And although I think Dane Belton is in line to replace him as the starter, Giants are still going to need to add to the safety role. And, oh, by the way, if Sion can give them a few snaps as a running back, if he can give them some snaps, I don't know, as a gunner or, you know, uh, in other areas of special teams, then why not? You know, I'm all in favor of getting versatile chess pieces once you start getting to the third round and, and lower. And those guys can give you quality snaps, not necessarily as a starter, because as I've said many times, you know, an NFL starter, technically they just, they could play one 
the very first play of the game to say that they started and then you don't see them as much thereafter. So for me, it's all about versatility as you start to get into that late day two, day three range of the draft. So again, overall, my grade was an A. Now, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about it. I'm sure there's going to be people who say, oh, great draft. And there's going to be people who say, oh, that's a crappy draft. So I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. So anyway, that is my very, very early three-round mock draft. And that, of course, will also do it for us here on the Lot Done Giants podcast. Again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. I'm Patricia Train. I'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode of the Locked on Giants podcast. Hope to see you then.